just take a second to realize that you're just another. I don't know. Just you're another person. Just you're an organism. Yeah. <laughs> on this big blue ball floating yeah. in nothing, the vastness of space. Yeah. That's the way I approach every day. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. I'm one of the two co-hosts, Matt, and with me this evening is the other co-host, David. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Eclipse on Tap. We are here in Pub 39A, per usual, and we uh, we have a, ourselves a, a ice-cold beer, as you can hear Matt opening right now. What do we have uh, on tap here tonight? Yeah, so for... Uh for our very uh, special episode 24, the two-year anniversary of this monthly podcast, we have some Space Camper from uh, Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City, Missouri. Looks good. The yeah. can is cool. Yeah, it's a, it's about as space-themed cool. as you can get. Juicy um, Hop Blast. It's got a, uh, f- a female astronaut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is called the Cosmic IPA. Juicy Hop Blast. 5.9% ABV. And it's good. It's a nice, oh, yeah. tasty. Cheers. Very good. Cheers to two years. Cheers. Two years two since years. Uh, starting this podcast, two years since the eclipse. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, the eclipse kind of started this whole, uh, I guess, March that we've been we've been uh, pursuing with the podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's like last year for the one year, we were like kind of blown away that it had already been one year. But, yeah. Now, two years on. Time flies. Yeah, time flies. I was just talking to my buddy Adam today about time just flying on by. It's like, it, it just it really is crazy. It's like a time-space vortex. Yeah, it's like a juicy hot blast. And, yeah, of eclipses <laughs> and, and beers. We've had a lot of beers featured over the course of two years. We sure have, yeah. Um, had some really great uh, yeah. guests on board. Um, I think one of my favorites was John Harris of Ecliptic Brewing. We talked yep. about him a, a bunch. Yep. Following that interview, it was really great to um, to chat with him. And I think you know we were actually telling the folks up at Broadleaf, uh, one of our favorite local beer spots, uh, yesterday. We were talking about the podcast or whatever, and said something about the interview. And we kind of felt like with John, he at the beginning was a little bit more kind of in his shell, so to speak, because I think he thought we were going to just ask him trivial questions about. Yeah his starts in brewing and whatever and which we did a little bit what's your favorite color yeah yeah no. <laughs> it's only it's only natural to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff to get things going but then we really opened it up to let him tell us his story about how he became involved in astronomy and he was telling us about the little badges that he wins when he finds like a distant you know globular cluster and things that people haven't found before so yeah once we got onto that side of the conversation it was totally different so i don't know it's yeah looking back it's been fun though lots of different people that we've had the pleasure of speaking with and years we've had the pleasure of drinking yeah i think um yeah i think that was a that was a good episode that we had um i think speaking to uh eli burton was also really good yep that was a good episode um just kind of getting his take on the whole i guess spacex um i guess their their whole plans for the future and what they've done and 
um, it's really cool to meet somebody like that from the other side of the country. Yeah. We haven't actually met him face to face, but it's really cool that we ended up connecting with him. Um, just based on him, uh, you know, we, he published the actual, that, um, comic book and all that. So that was really Mm -hmm. cool. And, um, so we, that caught our eye and that's what sparked that whole interview. Um, but I think we've had some, some good, good times. Very good times. And I think there's more to come. Yes, definitely. We have big plans. Uh, the, the, the one thing that we've always said is we're doing this for fun. Uh, we're doing this to spread enthusiasm for space to people that we know, people that we don't know, uh, anybody who cares to listen really. Yeah. And, um, it, it doesn't really, I mean, it takes some of our time obviously and it, you know, we put a little into it, but it's not like something that is a huge, it's something we enjoy doing. I, I actually get enjoyment out of getting together once a month and setting a day to, to do this because, yep. um, I don't know, it's important to, to talk about the different things going on in the space news world, but also just to remember that those sorts of feelings about seeing the eclipse, going out and seeing the night sky, the, it kind of just constantly reiterates that. Yeah. And it keeps the train full steam ahead. Because it's something like a lot of people that went to the eclipse in 2017, I feel like, a lot of them probably, um, have not really paid much attention since then. Mm-hmm. They went to see it because it was a phenomenon, which is great that they did. But then post-eclipse, then it just fizzles out. Yeah. But And it, I don't think it would for you or I because we're both already interested in space, but it could have a little bit. Yeah. But something like this podcast just keeps, keeps the uh, enthusiasm rolling. The fluid's flowing. Yeah, keeps it fluid. Yeah, keep it fluid. I think um, one of the biggest things that I saw even from last month um, from the Patagonia eclipse has been a lot of, I mean, I've watched a few videos and stuff like that on YouTube. Um, It's pretty crazy just the amount of people who travel all the way there for that eclipse. Yep. Um, And I think that's even going to get, based on what we saw, you know, in 2017 here in the mm. u.s i think the 2024 eclipse is going to be even bigger than that huge. one as yeah. far as people who actually go yeah to watch it um it's going to be big i think that one's going to be even bigger um as far as the just the popularity of it but and, and that's what we're here for and we're here to to get you pumped we're here to get you ready yeah i think that was like if so. you if you go all the way back to the very first episode or at least the conversations we had before the first episode, that's a lot. What we were talking about is like, we want to make sure that people are ready for 2024 because it is at that time, it was six, what was six years, seven years. Wasn't it? Yeah. Seven years at that point away. But, uh, you know, that was the goal. And then it's of course spun off to be a little bit more of just a general space, like conversational space podcast. Yeah. Um, but that's really the main goal is to keep people involved and, going to an event like that because it's after 2024 it's it's a little bit more stretched out until you get to see the next one in the u.s yeah and uh be an old geezer yeah you gotta get you gotta get there for 2024 it's you there's no reason that there's no, no reason that people should miss it it doesn't matter who you are um or where you are you can make it there we're we're basically um Doomsday preppers, but eclipse preppers. Eclipse chasers. Eclipse chaser preppers. Yeah. So we're we're prepping you for that eclipse chase. But the the best thing to compare it to is 
a doomsday prepper. Yeah. So we're we're loading our bunker with all sorts of material. We sure are. We are. You know, we're we're getting ready to go. I mean, it's it's going to be. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that we'll see in our life. I mean, obviously, 2017 was huge. Yeah. And that has changed yeah. our lives. But I think this one is going to be even more special because you never know. We might have more people, more family around us for that one. We might get a whole will. crowd with us that, that goes down. So I think we definitely will yeah. have more family for sure. Yeah, uh, more so. people that those individuals that when we got back to Michigan from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, those two years ago, I remember specifically telling coworkers and friends, you know, about the eclipse and they're like, Oh yeah, I saw the eclipse. Like you didn't though. You didn't see it. Yeah. You saw a partial, you saw a 94% partial. It's not the same. It doesn't matter if you're at 99.8% partial, you have to see the real deal. So we got to make sure we get as many people as we can. Yeah. We should start a damn charity to get, kids that can't make it there to the eclipse well yeah we'll, we'll uh or yeah start funding uh a greyhound bus to get as many people as we can down there <laughs> yeah the like, parents are like where yeah. are you where, where are you taking and it doesn't matter we're just going yeah. to the eclipse we'll be right back no ticket necessary <laughs> just hop on the bus that'd be kind of a cool we'll have back by midnight that'd actually be a pretty cool like foundation type deal because you you do figure like there probably are people that uh, might maybe they want to go to it, but they can't. Mm-hmm. They don't have the means to. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, to get like that going. I don't know. For for I think for this one though, I think you're gonna have especially like people around where we live. Obviously for like 2017, it was a little bit more of a hike for people in the Midwest yeah. to maybe get down there. But for this one, it's actually relatively close. If so, if you're, I mean, obviously it's going right through the Midwest, but. If you're in Michigan or if you're in Wisconsin, it's much, much closer. All you, I mean, literally all you have to do is go to Indianapolis. Or Toledo. Or yeah. Toledo, yeah, to see the eclipse. Um, yeah, if you're on the east side of so. the state of Michigan, you've got, uh, depending on where on the east side, like if you're in Oakland County, um, southeast Michigan, Wayne County, Detroit area, you've got like a little over an hour drive until you're there. Yeah. Um, if you're on the west side of the state, I mean, you could drive over to Toledo. You could do the five-hour drive to Indy. Yeah you're there though that's the thing is like it's a for people in our region it's definitely more accessible now granted people in seattle who had the cream of the crop now they're they're the farthest away probably among the farthest so they've got the trip to take yeah um and i would continue to implore those people to still make the trip um when you were talking about patagonia and the people that made the trip out there one that I think both of us recognized was Destin from Smarter Every Day. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that dude's, he's, like, kind of my, one of my heroes. Did you watch like. his video? Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. I think he, um, he'd he be somebody that would be, like, that'd be, like, a goal interview for us. I think if yeah. we could get him to just <laughs> to just Skype in for an interview. I mean, he's huge, though. I mean, he's huge on YouTube and stuff. But what we found with in our experience with this two-year process is in every case where we've asked People are more, I think it's it's scary to ask, but it really isn't that big of a deal. A no. lot of people are just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like with John Harris, even at Ecliptic Brewing, this dude's a super prominent brewer who started at Deschutes, which is super well known. If you, I mean, you might not have heard of Ecliptic, but a lot of people have heard of Deschutes. And, you know, they're, I don't know, we just went in, went for it and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Find a yeah. time, Skype me in. And he had never even done a Skype interview. It was his first one. 
yeah. we made it. We made it happen. So the, those are the types of things I think looking back on two years that I'm proud of that you and I have accomplished with this podcast. Because the goal isn't to get a bajillion followers or whatever. You know, it's not like, oh, we want to make sure we have a really high number of Instagram followers or Twitter. But but looking back and in, in taking into consideration that sort of thing, that being an accomplishment rather than, oh, we got a thousand followers. Yeah. Like if you balance them out, like I'd take the interview with John every day. Exactly. Times 10. Because um, that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. you know a guy like that he's into astronomy already i mean he went to the eclipse mm-hmm. um but at the same time you you never know you might you know i'm sure we 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 have spoken to people who actually didn't see the eclipse yeah you know brady when we talked to him yeah he hadn't seen um it you know he's he's seen things that i want to see as far as launches and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and um but it was cool to kind of have we had a good conversation based on our experiences and his experiences because he he's seen a rocket launch sure you know yeah. he, and he's seen multiple from the vehicle assembly building so yeah he was that was really cool to have a conversation with him and kind of almost experience what he's experienced through the conversation and then we could kind of tell him what the eclipse was like but yeah. i think with that said i think talking to him he's definitely going to go to the next eclipse in the US. oh sure there's no for way he's sure. missing that no yeah. so yeah, even from just a photography standpoint, you know, he's he's that's his profession and uh, he's really good at it. I'd love to chat with him now that we've I mean it's he was our first interview or our first outside of local friends and family interview and uh he's somebody that I think has I remember talking to him and he had plans to do certain things and it's been fun to follow him on Twitter, let's say, and see that he's actually accomplished some of those things. Go down to New Zealand and photograph the electron launch um that that space program is doing down there he actually went and did that so yeah i I, you know i feel like uh we we made the connection with him uh or with eli or with john harris or anybody that we've spoken with and and that's what i look back on and i'm happy about with this podcast and that's what keeps me wanting to keep doing it yeah um because we could i mean we we want (laughs) we want to have it's like a weird kind of sounds hypocritical because of course we want to have followers and listeners and all that but that's not the uh the driving force i don't think that that's not the the inspiration because for some people it is yeah it it, like that's all they care about you know especially in this day and age with like the gen z kids it's gotta be it hits different yeah yeah it hits different man it it, it's it slaps no you it it has to be kind of like a a situation like when you're doing something like this or anything you know that you're in front of people or you know your people are going to listen to it like it has to be i think for it to be successful and to draw people in and to get people passionate about something it has to be just full-on raw from the heart yeah and just a passion of yours and and truly something that you care about and the rest will just you it know just comes, yeah. it'll just come so and i and that's we've noticed that happening, you know, we, we, we can see where our listeners are located and that kind of thing. So we know that there are, you know, people that are listening to us that are, are probably getting excited about it. And I hope, you know, we're drawing people's attention Mm -hmm. into going to this next eclipse or not even, not even really that. That's not really the main goal. The main goal is just to get people to get out, go get a telescope, uh, join your local astronomy club, have a beer. I mean, 
even have a beer and sit on the front hood of your car at night. Yeah, like, just like, look up there. That's, that's all we want. So. Just to appreciate it, and and it's not like we're gonna we're getting any satisfaction out of that ourselves. We already get that satisfaction when we look up at the night sky and we're interested. We go look through the telescope and we've been to eclipses and all that. But just the fact that we could potentially reach someone that hasn't really experienced that before and then goes out and sits on the hood of their car and is like, holy cow, I found a perfect spot here on the Lake Michigan shoreline that there's no light pollution. I've never seen the night sky like this. Yeah, This is insane. And, and all of a sudden, then that person is inspired that they're they've they know what it's like to see that kind of stuff yeah um and to really feel small in a good way like obviously feeling small usually isn't a good thing but in this case i think it is it's humbling it's there's nothing like seeing like when i I was in canada this june uh or sorry this late may fishing in the night sky up there was like i'd never seen it before even having seen what i thought was very low light pollution skies just unbelievable there's this sense of just you almost feel like you're in like a you know a planetarium like a bubble you, yeah. you feel very small you feel very humbled by the night sky and um and it kind of sounds i don't know clicky or cheesy i guess but it really is there's something about it there's something about making it uh making it a priority to do that yeah. kind of thing and i think that's that's the main thing i think a lot of a lot of people in this world are missing is just making that a priority you know experiencing nature in that respect yeah where it's you're yeah. you're not i mean it's it's great to go make it make it a hike make it a camping thing but mm-hmm. you know make it a get out look up type thing as well right. but that's what that's you know that's what we're here for we're here to get people really i guess passionate about that like we are um or at least excited a little bit about mm-hmm. it um and and just get people to do it just go out and experience that and and i think overall i think the main goal is yes we want people to go see that eclipse in 2024 for sure or any eclipse any eclipse that is near you that is happening in the near future it's life-changing that's what we're here for we we need to preach that to people and uh get people i think the first baby steps to that are just to get people all passionate about space and exploration off their phone outside that's right And, and and get people just um away from all the little like you said the kind of the clicky niches of everyday life yeah that just suck you in and you know kind of depress you just get out and do something different like that and there's there's more to this world than the world we live in you know yeah exactly and i think that's a great point like i was at work i think it was even it was yesterday or today i'm sitting at work and i love my job i work at a great company i have I, i love my job but there are times where, you know, somebody will maybe give you a little bit of a hard time and you're like, why do people care so much about certain things? You know, yeah. like, like what they're fretting about, you know, in a lot of cases, I think for both of us, we work in kind of a customer oriented role. So of course the, the customer is always the king or whatever. I get that. But at a certain point, like I don't work for a company that's, you know, changing life, like making like life and death decisions and stuff yeah. so so you, like, you think about some of these people that are so high strung and it's just like come on now yeah let's bring it back a second so yeah take a log off the fire folks yeah yeah 
And just be turn a, off the computer screen for a minute. Go yeah, walk just, outside. Yeah, just be like, because yeah. we were just when we started the podcast, we were talking about time flying by. Like all of a sudden, you're living your life that way, and then 20 years go by, and you're like, what? Where'd it go? I mean, yeah, you've been fretting about something that, yes, it maybe pertains slightly to the success of your career. And I'm not saying it's not like you don't go try at your job. Everyone does that, or at least tries, but just take a second to realize that you're just, I don't know, just, you're another person, just, you're an organism. Yeah. (laughs) On this big blue ball floating in nothing. The vastness of space. Yeah. That's the way I approach every day. Yeah. I get up and I just think, I I literally, I get in the shower and I think I'm just an organism in this (laughs) blue ball and I'm just floating around and I'm just doing my thing. Yep. Just from here to there and putting food in my mouth and crapping it out and <laughs> yeah like i'm just doing all those things every day but that's that's the way you kind of have to look at it you back know to basics we're, we're back to basics <laughs> you know i'm not making you know spears out of the sticks in my backyard but you know like, hey you know it, it that's kind of the way at the end of the day you have to just bring it down a notch and 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 think of it that way you really kind of have to you i know? think it's like the individual but, that's uh you know, I get back to, let's say it's a Thursday, I get into work on Friday and I have in- emails from this individual at like two o'clock in the morning, work emails. You're like, what are you doing? What what yeah. are you doing? Stop. Like that. that's that's the exact individual I'm kind of targeting with this rant yeah. is like, just take a second to, it's that work-life balance thing. And I think part of that work-life balance is life, like going outside going for a hike, spilling out, like what you said, you can get out and look up and make it a whole big thing. Go out for a weekend, go hiking and fishing and everything. It, it, it all connects. It's not like it's just all of a sudden you go out and you look up at the night sky and you're like a changed human being, but there's something about it that puts you back in touch with reality. Yeah. I think part I of think. the, I think part of the issue like nowadays is just that we have so much technology and so much crap at our fingertips Mm -hmm. that people just can't escape yeah so they're constantly i mean you drive in your car and you go on you know one of the main roads we have here in grand rapids through downtown is 131 and they're literally it's you know whatever what was it six lanes wide at certain points yeah there's there's people like changing lanes like with no eyes on the road like yeah. looking at their phone the whole like people are just scary. so like i think we're surrounded i think we're kind of prisoners of our own like times as far as all of all of the technology that we have which is good because it's allowed us to develop and get to a point where we're going to go back to the moon and back to mars and all this kind of stuff and that's really good but i think on a smaller scale the basic technology that mortals have like not the really smart people necessarily deal with on a daily basis but like our computers our phones and all this kind of stuff like you just kind of get trapped in this little bubble yeah and i think people just think that that's all there is and they just kind of forget about what life really is you know right so maybe yeah, that, that a, could be a good speech i should i should go yeah you should around, yeah we'll do uh we'll write up a speech for that but i think it's um it's like what you said, and there's there's something. It's a weird kind of balance right now because you have 
a situation where information is infinitely accessible. You don't even have to think about it. You can just type it into your phone. If you don't know, if you don't know the answer, you can find the answer within seconds. Mm-hmm. That's really great, but also super scary. Yeah, because that's literally like, in a figurative way, inches away from like artificial intelligence. That's inches away from it just being in our head. Yeah, you just which, download it to your face, and which they're they're. Um Shit, I think Elon Musk is actually, they're working on something that actually will go like an, a brain implant. And it, you essentially will just, you won't even have to look at it, a phone or anything. You'll just be able to, yeah. you know. Yeah, he talked about that on yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast yeah, where so. it's just, because that when you think about it, my phone in my hand, the only thing disconnecting me from the information I want to get to is my fingers. Yeah. It's a very mobile thing. I just have to type with my fingers, and all of a sudden I have the information. So if you can eliminate the motor of the of your fingers and just have it instant in your head, it's not that far away, and it, that scares the shit out of me. Because it's like, there's if you have all the information in your head already, then where where is the drive to do anything? You know, I don't understand how the hell they would actually be able to implant something and connect it to your brain i I don't really i don't get that very biologically congruent like it have to match up with the synapses in your head and yeah i i I have a really hard time fathoming that i mean me being me i i i pick i literally picture like an sd card and they're just going to stick it in (laughs) the side of your head and all of a sudden you're going to get everything you need as far as information but that would be that would be pretty scary if that actually be. happens because i mean i feel like yes you would basically be able to get any piece of information that you want at any given time but there's also some certain things that it wouldn't be the cure all for basically everything because you still need to be able for certain professions and for certain things that you would need actual skill with yeah. your hands yep. to do yeah you wouldn't be able to do those things you'd, you'd know maybe you could download a uh, a booklet on something but yeah, you, you wouldn't actually know you'd have the steps on how yeah. to uh do an appendectomy but you yeah. wouldn't actually physically know how to do it yeah you'd know exactly in your head well i don't know mate i it's just crazy it gets down a weird rabbit hole that's like terrifying yeah and uh but but it's Elon's whole thing is um, the the whole fact that we're only a step away. You know, we're right now we use our fingers. That's the only the only limiting factor. If you look at AI as a bottleneck, the bottleneck right now is us typing in the like how do I our damn can, hands? How do I conduct an appendectomy? Yeah. <laughs> how do I insert a suppository? <laughs> it's crazy. That, that I mean. Yeah, it's a wild, a wild time to be alive. But the, yeah. that's kind of the whole point: is let's get away from it's, that. It's about to get wet and wild, folks. <laughs> let's get away. Stay from tuned. It. Get away from it a little bit. Put the damn phone down and go look up at the night sky yes. and uh, get your telescope out. Stay tuned for. I mean, we got a lot of good things happening here, folks. But uh, hold, yeah, hold on to your uh, your ass cheeks because it's about to get it's about to get real hairy here in probably about ten years. Yeah, I w- would. I would venture to guess it'd be about within the next decade that we see 
some crazy shit happening. Yeah, the thing that, but, you know, it becomes an ethical conversation, the actual ethics. And who do you elect to be the ethical advisors? Do you give that power to the political leaders of each country? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Or do you have committees that decide whether that's right and wrong? It's going to be, it's scary. I don't, I don't like it, but that's, yeah, we cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. Yeah. Going back to my first point, I think the scariest part, which we're now seeing literally cars that can drive themselves. In Grand Rapids. But the scariest part is people operating vehicles, not even looking at the damn road. Using one, like they'll like be, I've seen people on the highway, their left knee is steering the wheel and they're texting with both hands. Like what the, f- what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, it, one little slip of the fabric on your jeans on that wheel, and you're done. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. People are, uh, yeah, people are insane with that. And that's that, like, addiction side of it is a real thing. Like that, there's like this habit that's formed in in humans. Well, I think it's like a natural thing for humans. Like we we're all a, literally we have like. Every one of us has some addictive personality to something. Right. Yeah. To something. To something like, yeah. Whether that's a sport, a TV show, mm-hmm. or, you know, our work or our, you know, yep. whatever it is. Like we're addicted to something to mm-hmm. a degree. And, and you can call that, well, I'm really passionate about this. I'm passionate. I'm addicted to eclipses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sue me. Roll tide. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, start chewing Nicorette because of it, but. <laughs> I'm addicted to them. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that yeah, you catch the bug and mm-hmm. and getting people to just disconnect from maybe their daily stresses. I think is that and that's really getting back to it all. Everyone lives a stressful life. It doesn't matter who you are, even if you have the best. If you even if you have your dream job, you're gonna have stresses. Just get away from it a little bit. Go outside. Look up. Do your thing. Get out, look up. Enjoy, like, be like John Harris and go discover a globular cluster and get a little badge for it and wear it on your on your jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get get like a keychain or something. Wear and that. that. That's a that's like that's actually pretty badass. Like he's entering these very open source, open ended astronomy conversation or uh, competitions where they're just like find it mm-hmm. let's let's make it happen because there's so much out there it's infinite i mean it's just crazy mind-blowing so you know he he's talked a lot about that and i that would be pretty cool i think it it sounds like it takes a lot of time <laughs> yeah you have to be there's a lot of black space in between there's there's, there's a lot of uh a lot of time to ponder and think i would assume mm-hmm. um for me if i take my little odyssey 10 inch outside i'd point and shoot yeah and i you know i'm not searching for things and i i can imagine how difficult that would be you know if you're going out it would take just a lot of patience yeah a lot of patience a lot of uh, triangulation maybe uh studying other uh known gal or known you know clusters galaxies things like that trying to figure out where it might be but yeah it's impressive i'm still looking for a ufo i haven't found one yet who knows? Maybe one yeah. will appear when you're least expecting it. Probably. Let's jump yep. out at you. Yep. And that's why, you know, go to the woods. 
yeah. go up to Canada. That's like the little That's Green Men Festival in yeah. Hopkinsville every year. So every year in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, we learned this when we were at the eclipse. It was it just so happened to be the same weekend as the eclipse. <laughs> My but, dad has the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. The Little Green Men Festival. Yeah. But back in the I don't know what era. Well, it was a long time ago. Maybe the twenties or the thirties or something. Yeah. There was a group of uh, of locals in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, that um, were in the woods out in Kentucky. It's very rural over there, and they saw just a bunch of green eyes looking back at them in the woods, and they were convinced that it was aliens. And there was uh, a lot of stuff that came about of that because, of course, if you say something like that, then everybody gets paranoid, and then somebody sees the airplane fly by, and then all of a sudden that's a UFO. You know, it yeah. just is a chain reaction. So there was a lot of. Uh, talk and debate about that and it turns out it was a flock of great horned owls <laughs> easy easy mistake to make yeah so uh so yeah but but they still just for the kind of just the fun of it they still self celebrate it every year as the as the green men festival little yeah. green men so well you never know the joke might be on us it might have actually been it might have been aliens that were transformed into great horned owls or those owls might be aliens one of the two uh, true. Maybe we're yeah. maybe we're the aliens. Yeah, and all the rest of the animals on this planet are actually native. Yeah, could be. <laughs> that was one of the one of the things actually we weren't expecting. So obviously, if you've listened all the way through, you know that we were actually going to go to Carbondale. We were yes, and we decided last minute to go to Hopkinsville, and on the way down, we I think you actually had read an article on the way down there to mm-hmm. Hopkinsville because you were doing some, I think you were kind of like reading up on Hopkinsville because we had no, no knowledge of what this town was about. Right. And I think you actually read that like in, a, in an article maybe yeah. while we were driving down. And then when we got there, obviously they had t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. that's one of the things like we, we learned at the eclipse. We Outside did. of the whole eclipse experience, we learned this little tidbit Yep, L- little little snippet of a little sliver, a little sliver of Hopkinsville that we had no idea. Yeah, and now we know they make bowling balls too. Yeah, that and that's what that's the ultimate thing about this is that just like anything, any hobby you get into, whether it's astronomy, whether it's cycling, whether it's bowling, whatever, you're gonna connect there. You can connect the dots with other things, and there's nothing. I think as far as your hobby is concerned. There's nothing more satisfying than when you do re- you you do kind of make those connections. So to be down at the eclipse and to learn all about that town, to learn that they are one of the largest bowling ball manufacturers in the entire world. Yeah, that's cool. It's like, hey, we're we bowl too. That's, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that was before we actually bowled though. Oh yeah, true. I mean, we didn't know. We we once we got into bowling, yeah, we made that connection, and then it was like, yeah. oh what? Yeah, it was so, kind of like life came full circle at that point. Yeah, and then we like, saw that they made a Hopkinsville yeah. Eclipse bowling ball, and just all of a sudden it was just that that that, that day was made. Yeah, I and that was a limited, very limited release. Oh, very bowling like five, ball. yeah, ten maybe. Yeah, but uh, if only you could get your hands on one. <sighs> might have to go down there and just. I wouldn't see. even play with it. No, it'd be a display, a display ball. Yeah, yeah. Go and play with those balls. No, would not touch those balls. <laughs> I would touch them, but... And there's only five. I put my finger in the hole, but that's about it. <laughs> there's only five of those in existence. I think... It, I can't remember if it was five or ten. Either way, they're they're very yeah. limited. But, 
But uh, I think I'm just about done with my yeah. space camper. Yes, I am. Yeah, cosmic IPA. About empty. Yeah. Well, the well is uh, dry. The well so. is dry. So we'll uh, take a quick break. We're uh, right about uh, the point we take a break normally. And so we'll be back with you soon to talk more about just... This episode really is just a, a look back at what what this podcast has become or where we want to take it. Uh, maybe we'll touch on a few space news uh, topics from from the last month or so, uh, but for now we're gonna refill on our beverage and we'll be back with you in just a second. Yep. back from the break we are now refilled on our libations with uh, a tasty brew um, which you can find out more about on our story yeah it, it's actually uh it it feels like a raggedy ass in my mouth you know what i mean yeah yeah well yeah. that's probably because it is called raggedy ass imperial ipa in fact it's bonnie's raggedy ass yeah uh, from Griffin Claw Brewing Company in Birmingham, Michigan. We've actually featured a couple of their beers. Uh, way back when we did uh, Project Clementine. That was that one that had the cool, uh, almost looked like the the blueprints of like a space shuttle on the can. Yeah. And then more recently we did uh, Haze Force, which was the hazy IPA. And the Haze Force is delicious. It is very good. It's I, very good. I think they yeah. Yeah, that was the one they initially did as kind of a limited type release, and then they decided. Let's make this a little bit. Let's extend this because I, I kept seeing it pop up in stores. But this one is good. This one, uh, the Raggedy Ass Imperial IPA. It won a uh, silver medal at the World Beer Cup 2010. That's legit. Yeah, the World Beer World Cup. Beer Cup. We're I not mean, talking about the national, or sorry, the uh, North American Beer Festival because that's the NABF, what the the national or uh, North American Beer Festival. That's a big one too. Yeah. You know, if you get a gold medal at the NABF, you're legit. This is the World Beer Cup. That that is uh sounds legit to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds pretty legit, but it's 75 IBUs, so it's pretty bitter, pretty hoppy. But good. Yeah. Yeah, very tasty. Um Here's the thought. So, I have for those of you who follow our story, um, while we do these podcasts, we, we generally put up a story on Instagram. You will know that I do have hops growing in my back patio. Yeah, you sure do. Um, Cascade. What if we, we were talking about harvesting this these hops, Yep. these cones. Mm-hmm. What if we, for the next eclipse... Brought the hops. I grow another, not obviously not this batch, but maybe down the road we have another batch. We bring them to the Eclipse, set them in totality. Oh, yeah. Totality kissed hops. Yeah. That's an idea right there. And then brew some kind of beer with that. That's a great idea. This batch that you got grown in your backyard will serve as an experimental batch. We were talking earlier, I think. Fertilized by my dog. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all natural. What we should do is brew a beer. 
uh, find a recipe that is either a pale ale or an IPA or some sort of naturally hoppy beer, and we brew it with the standard pelletized hops you buy from a brewing supply store. But then once it's once it's totally boiled out and it's just in the process of aging, um, and it's completely brewed, that's when you dry hop the crap out of it with fresh hops from your garden. Um, just gotta just gotta dry hop the crap out of it, man. We could we could do it. I mean, yeah. You all we need is a. Uh, there's a couple ways to dry those hops when we harvest them. It's you can either get like a dehydrator, like what people use to make beef jerky, where it's like trays, and it's just literally a dehumidifier at the bottom of the tray, and it just sucks all the water out of the hops. Because you, what you're doing when you dehydrate something is you are uh, removing any soluble, uh, any water really from from the from the hop cone. So all that's left behind is the is the good stuff. This is the plant. Yeah. yeah is yeah. is the actual floral what you know what you what you've come to know as hops so like when you dry fruit for example like if you dry a pineapple or a strawberry it just is like it comes out as super sweet that's all that's left is just the sugar from the fruit and a little bit of the flavor of that fruit so with hops it's the same way so we dry it and we just toss it into the into the batch and yeah. dry hop the crap out of it with as many hop cones as we can and that's like when you hear when you see like a beer i think we had one last night at broadleaf yeah it was a sour beer that they double dry hopped so once it was done brewing and they're just letting it sit essentially they throw a bunch of hops fresh hops into it just float around and soak into the beer and then they scoop those hops out after maybe i don't know how many days and then they throw more hops in so that's the double dry hop we could do like a quadruple we just could the more of the hop i'm well, pretty sure i have enough to do that oh you easily do there's yeah. there's i would estimate that there's at least 500 or i would say more yeah there's upwards of a i don't know a thousand probably 500 probably two billion <laughs> probably from here to the moon and yeah. back in miles yeah uh, there's probably i would say there's probably 500 cones out there yeah, i would think yeah and there's still like every day there's little little guys uh and and gals you know they're they're just they're sprouting left and right you know it's it's like a little it's like an ant farm yeah it, it's uh it's like my little it's my little pet it's like a little chia pet of it, mine it's you fun know? to watch yeah 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 mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll have to do that we'll have to uh do an eclipse and we still technically potentially have time to do well so 2020, August, so this this time next year will mark four years to go until the eclipse. So we're five years to go right now. And we could technically still do like a aged bourbon type deal. We, we had could. talked about doing that. Yeah, we had talked about doing And I, I think honestly that might be, that might be the way to go. But maybe we'll add hops. We could. So what we would do. Hopped bourbon. What we would need to do is buy a small barrel not not an act because a real barrel that's big those are those are way bigger than i think they're they're more than meets the eye that w- like if you actually look at a barrel of bourbon that, that's a lot of fluid in there you can buy a smaller barrel like a 10 liter barrel or even a five liter barrel um even smaller than that i think you can buy a one liter one so long as it's a charred barrel we could just put you you just go buy white dog whiskey completely unaged and you put it in the barrel 
and you just let it do its thing and yeah. then you add to it what you wish i yeah. mean typically when you add stuff to the barrel it turns out terribly yeah but hops is a magical plant that could produce some great results it could tickle the uh whiskey just so yep that it produces something magical you never know it, it could be good and then we we uncork the barrel at the eclipse just like what we did with uh the moonshine speaking of the moonshine i was very very pleased that the moonshine we bought down in hopkinsville what was the name of it uh was it total eclipse the actual brewery though casey oh, jones casey, casey jones, jones yeah, yeah. Casey Jones Distillery had the total solar eclipse moonshine. Yeah. And at the time, it was a really neat label. It was it literally looked like a, a moonshiner. You know, like an old guy with a beard and a cowboy hat. And he was on the label. You, did you keep that bottle? I have the bottle, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the bottle. And in the background was the total eclipse. It was a very neat looking bottle. But what they've done, and I'm very impressed with them, is that they've actually continued to produce that moonshine, that same malt bill. So like the same, obviously all their different moonshines they make are based off of what types of malt they use. And they've continued making that same recipe and they've continued to call it Total Eclipse Moonshine. But they've rebranded it with a new bottle shape and a new label that looks very classe. Yeah. It looks really, really good. And I'd love to get back down there to get my hands on one of those. We just, we, we talk about this literally probably every month. We I think we need do. To do it. Yeah, we do. We need to just drive down there and do it. We need to, because uh, it's really not that far. Because um, we, can, we can kill two birds with one stone, go down there, visit Ebonite, and visit, well, actually three birds with one stone. We can visit Affordable Dentures. Well, where yeah, that, we, where that, we, that's got to be the first stop. We can stop. kiss the ground. Yeah, that's where we saw it. Maybe I'll pee. <laughs> And then we got to go to Ebonite. We got to go back to Casey Jones. We got to go back to that. We have to go back to the liquor store that we went to. Oh, yeah. To get the Coors Light yeah. early in the morning. I mean, I don't think and we've actually... Did we actually fully tell that story? I mean, I know we kind of hashed it out, but for for those that are just... For the Coors Light? If, if you're mm-hmm. listening for the first time and you've made it this far, kudos to you. Uh, this This episode really is more of a celebration of two years for us and... I mean, like I said, if you've made it this far, kudos. But there was a time two years ago when we went to the eclipse and we wanted to buy some libations for later in the day or early in the day. Um, and we we could have gone to Walmart. We could have gone to the local grocer and bought a pack of Coors Light or whatever. But we decided to go to the local Dick's Drive-In Bar. It was everything I could have ever imagined. It was a bar and a liquor store slash beer store all combined in one and we went and a drive through and a drive through we went there at probably nine o'clock in the morning and there was a bartender tending the bar which was a godsend really i mean, I mean like yeah. like she was i mean like there were people there there were patrons of the bar that there were there like already which i mean i hope hopefully they're not i mean they probably were alcoholics <laughs> that's a that's a different topic there were people sitting at the bar and it was it was it it had to have been what 8 a.m eight somewhere in between 8 and 9 a.m so i i definitely feel bad for the people that were actually sitting at the bar well i don't they were probably (laughs) preparing i hope themselves i hope so for the eclipse i hope that they're not actually just alcoholics that are drinking their lives away but 
if they were just legitimately preparing for the eclipse, major props to them. But either way, there was a woman tending the bar. We sat down at the bar. She asked us if we wanted a drink, and we said, well, we're actually just taking it to go. And she said, I think we bought uh, 20 or a 12-pack of Corey, whatever it was we bought. But then at the top right corner, up in the shelf, she had one pint left of the total solar eclipse moonshine from Casey Jones. And she she had told us it was a hot item. It was the last one on the shelf. We better buy it. And sure enough, we did. It was very reasonably priced for the pint. I think it was $12, $13, something like that. Which if you think about um, moonshine is, is essentially like an unaged, very raw version of like what a bourbon would be. You're not aging it in a barrel. It's very, it's clear. It's a clear liquor. Yeah. But um, it still comes in right at the same ABV as a, as a bourbon would or a whiskey. And uh, yeah, that was just, it could not have been a better introduction, I think, for that day. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying like, you know, we're just there to get drunk because we weren't, we weren't at all. We were just like wanting to experience the town and get kind of something that we could look back on later, two years, like for example, like right now Yeah. Uh, and say, yeah, we went to Dick's Drive-In Bar. You have to, you, and like, bought that. when you're about to see something that big, and even if you're not about to see something that big that you know, like, in you know, as we've said before, like going into it, we, you know, we really, we knew it was going to be a big deal, but until you actually see it, you're like, holy shit, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, like that cool. Yeah. Like going down for the eclipse, I think we talked about this in the first podcast. Yeah. Like going down, we had no, we didn't really know what to expect, but we were going down there, we were in Hopkinsville. We saw the big hype. They had a lot of hype surrounding it. Eclipseville. They renamed the town. They did for that like that the whole week or whatever week. Yeah. yeah, and you know, so we we stopped by this like basically hole in the wall drive-through bar, which now I hold near and dear to my heart because yeah. we we did stop there and we got these. They had these koozies made. They had all this kind of stuff going. Event koozies, yeah, event specifically koozie, eclipse yeah. based event koozies yeah yep. so for for the specifically for the eclipse um and we were just looking to have a good time and yep. we were we basically were like well you know it, at the end of the day you're not gonna have a good day if you don't have a 15 pack of course light i'm sorry yeah so you, you we just we, need a little something that's to what we on. needed yeah and we were like well we went to walmart earlier in the day and we got those chairs and all that kind of stuff because we wanted you know Basically, we, we needed something for lunch, too, and I think right. we got a couple things like that. But then we moved on from there. We stopped at this place, and it was, I think, like, I'm so glad we stopped there. It was one it, of the it, highlights. It was like, and we didn't even know when we drove up, we we didn't even think they were, they were actually open. No, yeah. It was 9 o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah. So I think, like, when we need, we, we, we definitely need to go back there soon, and we need to go there and experience that in the same way we did um in some manner or another what if um, we what if we talk to affordable dentures and say hey can we camp for the night can we camp on that lawn right there right there yeah i mean to put it into perspective for anybody that's new listening right really anybody even if you've listened to the eclipse story of ours um that affordable dentures was uh, a private lot that we ended up kind of working our way into there was a lot of paid lots that we weren't super interested in paying to see an eclipse that just seemed 
against the spirit of the eclipse. And so we kind of just kept working our way down this service drive, very industrial park type setting. Sure enough, at the very end of the cul-de-sac was an affordable dentures, and they had a very large lawn behind their property. And I don't even know if they own, they probably don't even own that lawn. The I, I'm guessing, they're, obviously their property probably goes out a certain point, but there's no way that whole area was theirs. No, because it was large. I mean, it, it was. was from, it looked like a campground. Yeah, it was from like affordable dentures all the way to the highway, and I would say it was at least a quarter mile, at least. Yeah. Of just lawn, uh, a just lot no, of space. Nothing but like several acres. Nothing but just. I mean, it was freshly cut grass. Yeah. Somebody owns that grass. It wasn't yeah. like tall grass or whatever, no. but it was. It was definitely somebody owns that lot but you know I, you know what I, what I would what I would like to do on this trip as well um, is walk into affordable dentures speak to the receptionist she'll have no idea what I'm gonna, about to say but I wanted to say thank you very much for having this sign out back that sign it was a very large sign went all the way up and it was very clearly advertising to the highway was the only shade we had all day yeah we had 100% sunshine not a cloud in the sky and it was hot as hell which I actually have spoken to the race chaser, mm-hmm. my father. I'm wondering why we didn't bring an easy up tent. I have no idea. We should do that next time. Yeah, we weren't. I mean, it was we were we were trying to stay fluid, of course. But yeah, and all, I think all we had was that sign. I think that just got missed. But yeah, that sign was the only shade we had. I mean, it it, it was. I would argue that it was. If you were sitting out in the bare sun, it would have been truly unbearable like you you, even if you had sunscreen on you're you're sitting in a hundred degree sun and it was just you needed some shade so we would literally follow hour by hour as the sun fall as as that sign the the shadow of that sign kind of moved along yeah just continue moving our chairs right into this and into the shadow of the affordable denture sign so it's it's so weird though like if you if you take a step back and you look at what this all means that affordable dentures has no idea in a million years what that meant to us. But that's the the beauty of this whole experience. And if you go to an eclipse, you'll have something similar. Because in a lot of time in a lot of cases, you know, maybe you're not necessarily gonna try to target a, a big city for the eclipse because it's just gonna be an absolute mayhem. Traffic is gonna be insane. So you're gonna go out to some little town on the outskirts of for 2024 maybe on the outskirts of Indianapolis, in the middle of Texas somewhere, in the outskirts of San Antonio, and you're going to find a place like this, and it will always mean something to you. Yeah. And it will, oh, it's it's weird. Like, it's, uh, that place now is like a sacred ground for us. It's, um, it's holy ground. Yeah, it's and it's yeah. funny because it's just, it's so random. You know, it's an affordable dentures. Like, the people that work there on a daily basis have no idea what that place means to us but it was it was a little gem it It was was. it was a hidden gem because like like we said earlier it was everywhere else was charging 20 25 40 dollars maybe even and even park yeah the main the main spot that we went to when we first showed up with the little visitor center yeah they were charging um that place would have been and and really uh, and i'm gonna get to another point here in a bit but it's like you go to these places that have a lot of people and and that's great and i would really want to like experience that with a lot of people mm-hmm. um and it would have been great to be like right where the visitor center is and all that kind of stuff 
I'm glad we did our own thing and went to this other separate lot that we happened to. We literally just imagine a bunch of, you know, like four dudes just driving around. Just oh, this looks good. There's no one here, and that's the thing is like for this next eclipse and even so for the like most people like like if we had gone down to Patagonia, mm-hmm. one of the coolest things would have been not being around anybody else Mm -hmm. like having that moment where you're like in the middle of nowhere and there's no one else around yeah except for the people that are closest to you that's the that would have been the coolest thing and that's what we had for a little bit while we were there yeah people once people saw that we were there they started funneling in yeah it it was just a matter of time before but yeah it it, it's one of those things it's just you've got to go um We've reiterated it so many times in the last two years, but if you, like I said earlier, if you're a new listener and you made it this far, make it a priority to go to 2024. If you need help getting there, send us a tweet. We'll figure something out. Like it's just one of those things you have to make. You can it. come with us if you, you want to. That's what I mean. Like, like let's make it a trip. Let's make it a pilgrimage, like your dad always says. Like it has to be something that the people flock to because if you don't it's if you really think about it from its most celestial standpoint you have the sun the moon is constantly the moon and the earth are both constantly orbiting the sun and the moon orbiting the earth so you have like a multi-dimensional thing happening there where all of the sudden the earth and the moon and the sun are in perfect alignment absolute to the i don't even it's just to an insane degree perfect yeah. alignment where it just so happens that the, the the moon completely blocks the sun and depending on the distance of the moon from earth yeah it's, it's it, it is it, uh, it's a you have a little bit more time to view it sure. you know we had two about minutes. two minutes to see it this next one you're gonna have four minutes to four, see it yeah four and a half maybe which literally it goes by in a split second it seems like yeah but i just going back so if you YouTube Smarter Every Day, he actually, so he went to Patagonia, and he, he and his wife went to this one. He, he actually had his kids with him in the 2017 eclipse, yep. and his wife and everything. But one of their their pilgrimage, this whole thing that they went on, and I really think we should try to talk to this guy yeah, on, on this podcast. We should, we should. So he goes down to the Patagonia, and I didn't realize he went until I had... I was actually literally just on YouTube searching Patagonia Eclipse videos. Mm-hmm. First thing that popped up was him, and w- mostly because I follow him, I subscribed to him on uh, YouTube. He, th- there's, they went to one spot that was almost like go- going to be kind of like a big festival type spot f- to view the eclipse. Mm-hmm. And they got there, and they're they're both like they look at each other and they're like. No, we don't want to do this because there's going to be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Which that sort of is—it's what you, we you, did. It, well, it, 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 it's what we did, but it's also kind of like I want all those people to be there. I want them to all view it, but I don't want to be in a stadium type setting or right. a carnival type setting. No, where I'm viewing the eclipse. It's something. You, it's almost like a you want to go and you you want to be in like a intimate setting. Yeah. With that eclipse, so they ended up going out to the middle of nowhere in Patagonia, and they ran into some guy that was from I think Germany, and he he was there 
basically just chilling and and he he was off on his own little spot like yep. maybe probably i'm guessing a quarter mile away from them and they viewed it on their own in the mountains that's what i think it's all about is like going down there like you want other people to go you want everybody to to view this thing and you want to be a part of the whole festivities of the eclipse sure but you don't want to be submerged in um i th- i think it's worth the time to maybe go a little bit ahead of time yep and and, and experience and maybe maybe like a day ahead of time or two days ahead of time depending on what you you can do scope it out and see maybe maybe you can get to another spot where there's not many people that are going to be there yep it in and not to deter people away from the big groups that are going to go and they're all going to hang out and if that's what you want to do that's totally fine yeah maybe you're the kind of person that but, that wants to be you know in like like in downtown hopkinsville there was a there was so many people there there were tons and like thousands of people there and they really did have it set up as a, a true festival um but if you take that little extra second to just drive around we there was a point where we were actually gonna we, we found a little spot behind it was like a refinery or something remember or like a grain mill or yeah, yeah. whatever it was like uh i mean that would have been a fi- that would have been fine i mean we probably wouldn't have had people around us but you, you take that time you sp- just i think the point is make sure you allot the proper amount of time to find the spot that's best for you and your viewing party yeah so if you if you are with kids and you want that experience of you know your kids to walk around to a bunch of tents and play carnival games and get stickers and whatever like that's there for you because the eclipse they they do that on purpose there's a there's a reason why hopkinsville many years in advance the town decided hey we understand that in 2017 this eclipse is going to come through our town there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people that come into our town we want to take advantage of that and all the power to them there's no reason that they shouldn't they should absolutely do that carbondale did the same thing carbondale is in in an insanely rare experience where they have 2017 and 2024 they are at the exact intersection point of both of those eclipses yeah so they you know took the time to say hey we are we are the the host site of 2017 and 2024 we're going to make it a big deal and we're going to bring a ton of people in. we're going to make a lot of money off of this for our town which I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're all about that, then go for it. But if you really want to just experience it from a very natural state, take the extra time to find your own spot. And that's why I think for 2024, we should pick San Antonio as our kind of general area. I don't want to go to San Antonio, but I'm saying like, as far as like, if we we need to stay in a hotel, that's where we should stay. But then we venture out into some random texas town yeah uh, i've stayed in san antonio is pretty cool so we we could go there and we could do yeah you know, from there we could go experience out. that town yeah. and just like what we did with louisville like louisville yeah. will also always be a special place for me because it's where we stayed i mean that's where our hotel was and it was kind of the home base for our eclipse journey yeah. and san antonio could be that but I, I want to find a spot in in Texas for 2024 or Arkansas or whatever where, you know, the tumbleweeds are crossing the road. Like what, you, what you'd expect as rural Texas or rural Arkansas. Yeah. I want like, to be there. Like that's a country road, middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's where I need to be. We can set up 
a easy up tent and our telescopes and all that and and be separated from everybody the one thing i will say is that it was really cool that we could nasa actually had a little bit of a little tent set up at the visitor complex in hopkinsville um, and they had a tv screen uh with it obviously hooked up to a telescope it's actually so people could watch it, go up to the tent and watch the eclipse right um with obviously a solar filter over the telescope um if you're you know if you're gonna go to a bigger town or a bigger city if you're in indianapolis and all that i'm sure there's gonna be tons of stuff going on definitely go depending on you know your situation or what your plans are try to go and and be a part of that stuff and and maybe stop by like we did earlier in the day yeah um and and just just visit real for a minute like real quick visit and and at least get a sense of just the the i guess the community like sort of like the community festival of that whole thing. Yeah, there's something special um, about that. There, it, I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, because you, you really get the whole experience of, and like I said, like you have these town. They they know in advance, like Indianapolis, Toledo, anywhere in the path of the 2024 eclipse. They know now. They they've known for years that they are in the path and they're already preparing. Yeah, like they're. I mean, and that and that's great. Like they they should be. Um, and I think what you're saying, like, you need to just check into that because yeah. it, it is cool. Stop by. Like, it was cool to see the, um, in Hopkinsville, the painting that they did on the side of that brick wall where they had renamed the town Eclipseville for the week of the eclipse. And they, they painted Eclipseville so that that would always be there. They had, so that, they had like permanent, basically road signs yeah. put up as official viewing spots for the eclipse and those those will always be there and and that's exactly the point is that an eclipse is a phenomenon and it doesn't happen often and when it does you need to be there so that when you look back on it later you can go visit these places and you can be like this is where i saw it and this is this road is now called eclipseville road or what what i I don't know if that's a thing but i'm sure i'm I'm guessing hopkinsville probably did something like that because they were all they were all in and it's a very small town um but you just it, it's just a way to connect not only to of course the celestial side of getting out looking up at the night sky seeing an eclipse but you're also connecting to kind of like a cultural phenomenon you're connecting to a point in time where everyone in the u.s is not worrying about politics they're not worrying about who, who they're voting for they're not worrying about anything like that they are just getting together to see something that cannot be controlled by any human being on the planet. It's just something that happens and they're out there enjoying it for what it is. And there's something special about that, that you'll always look back on it. Even if you only see one eclipse your whole life. Yep. You'll always go back. You'll always think about it and you'll always know that that place is special in your, in your soul really. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like, like what we've said before, it sounds kind of cheeky or like, cliche it's not but it's not it really isn't i mean because there is it 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 brings people together of all walks of life i mean it really does i mean it's it's cool and that's why i was saying earlier like it'd be kind of fun to (laughs) just to get something going where people that don't have the means to go to an eclipse could actually see it 
Yeah, uh, that would be pretty cool. I think we, yeah, who knows? But I think um, I think the the biggest takeaway is that it brings everyone together, which is why you should go and you should visit those more popular mainstream viewing areas where it's like, okay, this is an official viewing area. There's going to be tents. There's going to be you know stuff set up, but also, I think the biggest thing is is do something special with whoever you're with and view that separately yeah. um if you if you can and if you want to if you don't want to that's fine but if you're with a group of people you're with your family or group, group of friends go somewhere totally isolated from most people if you can um and and it, you don't really know that until you get there because you know hell even we got there and within 3 hours of the eclipse starting. I mean, basically up until like we got there and it was like nobody there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we started seeing funnels of just RVs and, and he, everybody, yeah. every campers trucks. coming in, trucks coming in right up until like really the moment of totality. Right. Um, so you, you really don't know until you actually get there and you can pick out a spot. But I would I would say make it a special thing with whatever group you're going with. It's good to get the experience with everybody else that's there yep. that just traveled and made the voyage down there. Um, but definitely, whatever you can do to make it something special with your group, go somewhere that no one else is at, um, or or pick a spot that is a little bit isolated, secluded. yeah, or secluded from other people. Um, that's that's what I, my advice for this next eclipse or any eclipse that you're you're gonna go to you know you know what we should do still uh, we talked about this i think episode one maybe episode two we should write all of our experience from our from our 2017 hopkinsville trip we should write it down just write it down and make a story out of it because it, it is a story um we have photos too. We have we photos. Do, do a little photo book with it too. And we should we should do it. We should um, make that a thing because uh, we're more than capable of it. It's not like we, we we I think we could write it down. We could make it an actual. I don't want to say a product because we're not looking to sell it, but it's just it would be something to always look back on. It'd be something that we could always remember, uh, even when we're uh, old and gray, uh, to have as a keepsake so to speak uh something to look back on because it really is and that's the whole point is it, it is that important um and it, it's just one of those things i think that this podcast the 24th episode the two-year anniversary is a great time to reflect on this kind of stuff and to get kind of sentimental about it um because it's just that it's that time it's it's the clock is ticking it's okay we're one year uh further away from the last time we saw it When's the next one? 2024. When's the next one after that? 2048. You know, you it's uh, something you always look forward to after yep. you've seen it once. And you'll always want to see more. You will always, even if you've seen it for four minutes and 20 seconds like we will in 2024, you'll want to see more. Yep. You can't get enough of it. It is an experience, a phenomenon that you cannot look away from. No. It's, it's just... And, and that's the, the big... I think uh message here is that it's just it's it's something that you won't you won't get from looking at a you know, a picture of it 
or or you know like that and even leading leading up to it you know i was looking at photos of eclipses just to prepare myself for what what, what you know what's this gonna look like you know what what's this all about what's the story behind the eclipse and then you get there and there's nothing like actually seeing it in person yeah there, it, there really is nothing like it so that, I mean, that's the big, the biggest message is that, you know, you, you just need, you need to go and you need to experience it. You need to be a part of it. You need to bring family, friends with you. Um, even if you're going solo, just even if you're by yourself, you're going to go down there solo. I still stand by that point where it's like, go somewhere away from other people while you're watching it. Because, I mean, you like know. a good example of that is Ben. Ben from from Texas, oddly enough, that's where the 2024 eclipse is. It'd be crazy if we could reconnect with him. But he was somebody who at the last second drove up to Kentucky from his hometown. His uh, his family life, they all had something going on. But he said, I'm going to make a commitment to go to this. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. He was there by all by himself. And went to exactly what you're saying, kind of a secluded area where we were. And kind of connected with our group. And we got to know him a little bit and experienced this phenomenon with him. And although we don't know him on a personal level, um, if I ever w- got the chance to reconnect with him, it, we'd have something like we, we saw the 2017 eclipse together. And uh, it would be an instant moment of, I don't know, nostalgia in a way. Yeah. Um, so there's something about it, like, yeah, like you said, even if you're by yourself, make a commitment to go. It should never be a situation where you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, everybody else in my life is busy. I'm not busy. I've got, the, I could take the time off if I have it. Uh, I don't know if I want to go. Just go. Just do it. Just find the time to go and get out there. Save um, up that PTO. Yep. Get it going. I mean. Do it. It's just, you got to do it. So I think, I mean. With episode 24 being, obviously, we've been very much looking back. And it, and if it's repetitive for, for any of the listeners, I, I'm not even sorry. Because, because it's something that, it's it's always that nostalgic feeling where you feel really good about talking about it. And even if you've heard it a few times, it just gets you pumped. Yeah. Um, so if you are a listener and you're hearing this story maybe a couple of times, like, just use it as a, a reason to to get prepped for 2024 um and and that in all of this is the reason why we're doing this podcast uh we talk about launches we talk about asteroids and comets and planets and all that but we really want to make sure people are getting out looking up going to eclipses going to launches things like that because even a you could argue that a launch is a phenomenon in and in and of itself. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a, a rare enough occurrence. It's not like it's happening every day. No. Where um, and, and you and I both are in the same boat where we we definitely need to get down and watch one. So the eclipse is kind of in the same boat. So with that being said, I mean, it's just one of those things. I hope that if you're a listener and you made it this far, you know you you can appreciate what we're trying to do and. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're on quite a few different podcast platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, overcast. That's a new one. We're on overcast now. Overcast is like, like if you know what overcast is, then you're like a hardcore podcaster. 
We hope it's not overcast for the eclipse, though. No, that's true. But overcast podcasting, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's a podcast platform that we are now on. We're on Google Play Store, Stitcher. So um, if, if you are listening to us on one of those platforms, uh, be sure to subscribe. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing in the next few episodes and, and beyond. Yep. To continue to promote this type of mission. And uh, like we said earlier, like we're not all about the views and the subscribers. We're really just about that satisfaction of, like I said, I've always said this. If I knew that in 2024, one individual or two individuals um, went to an eclipse because of something they heard on this podcast, that would mean the world to me. Um, And that would mean way more than having a thousand listeners, 10,000 listeners, followers, whatever. It doesn't matter because that would be the exact, I I don't know. It it would just be the goal. It's the satisfaction of what we're trying to do. By the same token, I would hope that if we do have 10,000 followers, that they follow us to the eclipse. Yes. We'll make a pilgrimage together. Not literally. Not literally, but maybe we, uh, you know, we, we we could have a meetup that they go to the eclipse. It would be fun to do a a, a twenty twenty four meetup, get Eli we, and Brady and all these people out to the San Antonio. So here or, here's my vision: we rent a camper, a rent, rent a, like a full on camper with like, like I'm talking like motorhome camper. Yeah, like a legit, legit camper. We're gonna have a, an eclipse on tap podcast flag flying. We will on a flagpole. You'll be able to find us somewhere in Texas. We don't know. We that's or Arkansas. Thing. Who knows? Somewhere in the southwest, I think. Southwest is going to be the best place to not have clouds. Yep, I would think in that that early in the year, um, April eighth. But just just look for that flag. It, it's going to be like the bat signal. It will be pretty much. And I think that's. We just want to make sure that people understand that, that that's our goal, but. If you are someone that like is a follower, if you really, if you believe in what we're doing and you do, let's say you follow us on Apple podcasts, that's a great platform and it offers the availability to leave us a review or a a rating, I guess. And you know, if you like what we're doing, give us a rating. We'd love, we love to see that kind of stuff. Like we've seen a few come through and it just, it totally makes my day. Like when I see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it gives inspiration to continue doing it. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, whether they're space-related or not, where maybe somebody gets some steam going, and then all of a sudden they're like, eh, they lose, they lose the, the faith. They lose yeah. inspiration, and they stop doing it. But we're, we, we won't stop doing it. Or it's too, um, too factual, too, too cookie-cutter, you know? Um, we try to just roll off the cuff a little bit and just have a conversation, um, and that that's kind of our goal is that we just want to sit and talk and we want to make it applicable. Yeah, make it make it a uh, you know, two guys hanging out, having a beer, talking about um, our experience, and hopefully rubbing that experience or rubbing that passion and excitement off onto you. Um, you know, like we've said many many times over the last two years. Two years, can't yeah, believe it. Crazy, but yeah, over the last two years, we've been trying to do that. I think we've, I in my heart, I, I know we have done that to to some people. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, 
probably have seen the eclipse, saw the eclipse that we saw, and are currently following us. But I'm I know for a fact that we've brought people in that haven't seen any eclipse at all. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Or anything, or or maybe weren't even in, interested in anything like that before. Yep. Uh, or maybe, you know, I I I would hope maybe somebody who never owned a telescope now owns a telescope because yeah. they have listened to us. So that's the ultimate that, goal. That's that's kind of what we're here for, you know. Um, and, spark the interest. Exactly. And, and like like I said, if you are someone that leaves us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that that only encourages us more like we're, we're not the we're not the two guys that are going to stop because we don't you know we we of course we check the stats and we look at the listener whatever but we're not the kind of people that are going to stop because we don't have listeners even if literally zero people listen to this we'll keep going because we enjoy it we get our own personal satisfaction of getting together once a month and reiterating this passion of ours and it is nostalgic and it brings up these feelings of being back at the eclipse and it pumps us up for 2024 so it doesn't matter to us but it only can encourage so i just i don't know if, if you're somebody we've always encouraged people to if you're on social media you know you can go on twitter and find us at eclipse on tap instagram at eclipse on tap send us a photo of you and your telescope yep send us a photo of something you saw in your telescope um Send us a photo of you looking up at the night sky. Anything like that can... We'll post it. Yeah, we, we will reshare it. We'll retweet it. we post it. Whatever we can do to uh, to make sure that you get noticed for it. And um, if you're not someone that's on social media, we have eclipseontap at gmail.com. You can send us a photo there and we can post it on social media. Or if you wish to keep it not on that platform, we can just enjoy it and just be inspired by it ourselves. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's all kind of one big community of people that are enthusiastic about this, and it it's smaller, it's a smaller community than I think it should be. Yeah, uh, that people that are really interested in this. Uh, hopefully, you know, podcasts like this and others. There's a lot of other podcasts like us, like David said. There's podcasts similar that are talking every week about the astrophysics of black holes and. They get into the nitty gritty of it all, and and that's great. There's a there is definitely a place for that, and in fact, we're fans of some of those podcasts. But what we strive to be is a more casual outlet for people that are just everyday folk that like to crack a beer, like us. Like that's what we are. We're yeah. not we're not astrophysicists, or we we don't work for NASA or SpaceX or anything. We're just two guys that want to enjoy. We work nine to five. We do. And we want to just crack a beer and look up at the nice guy. That's yeah. all. That's all. So I think with that being said, it's been a great uh, two years. And it has thank been. you, thank you to anybody that's listened to us for this whole time. Any new listeners, uh, welcome aboard. Yeah. Um, we are really excited for the next stages of our podcast. We have some really cool ideas to kind of move it in the forward direction. I guess. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's been to continue to eclipse the direction. <laughs> yes, to continue eclipsing more listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just getting more people involved in the enthusiasm that we felt from the eclipse, sharing that with other people. Yeah. So that's really the goal, and uh, we thank you for listening in 
for two full years. Thank you so much. If you have listened, if you've liked, if you've given us five stars, thank you so much. Um, it, I can't say enough. Thank you, like, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening, tuning in. I hope we've inspired many people to get out, look up, get a telescope, go sit on their front lawn, look up without a telescope. I don't even care if you're out there and you're looking up and you're in and you're pumped about 2024 and beyond or anything in between. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in between. So there's, there's so much in between. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, th- that's, that's the main goal. And, yep. and, and I hope we, uh, we, we continue to do that and we continue to carry you with us along the journey. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really can't believe we've, it's, Literally two years. I can't believe. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, yeah. Every month uh, for two years. It's crazy. And uh, I think with that, let's uh, let's cheers yeah. again to cheers. two years. Cheers. Clink, clink 20- our uh, raggedy ass beers. Yeah. Clink, clink the rag- Bonnie's raggedy ass Imperial IPA. And with that, we will uh, sound off for episode twenty-four, and we'll see you for episode twenty-five in the next month of September. Cheers. See yep. Cheers. See you later. <laughs>